NPR. This is the Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Waylon Wong. You know, it is hard to get away from advertising. We even have ads on this show. Hey, don't call them ads. They're sponsorship messages. Oh, yes, yes. My mistake. But Rebecca Malinowski is the kind of person who really tries to ignore any kind of marketing message. I feel like I somewhat studiously avoid looking at advertisements. You want to advertise to me? No, thank you. But today, Rebecca is getting ads that are difficult to ignore. And that's because of where she's seeing them. She told us about a time when she booked a telehealth appointment with her primary care physician. And before the visit, she got a text on her phone with a link to check in. And I clicked it and went through this lengthy check-in process. Um, And then it said that I was going to be redirected to educational content from my provider. Educational content in this case was some kind of drug advertisement. Rebecca didn't pay any attention. But then Rebecca's partner had a telehealth appointment at the same practice. And when he checked in, he got an ad for anti-anxiety medication. I definitely think what my partner saw was related to his medical history. Um, And it is not related to what his appointment coming up was about. It turns out that Rebecca's instincts are correct. The online check-in system at her doctor's office uses patients' personal health information to target them with personalized ads. And this is a growing area of advertising that marketers say helps patients by giving them useful information. But the trade-off is someone besides your doctor getting their hands on sensitive personal data. Today on the show, we do a close-up examination of targeted ads at the doctor's office. And we talk to one software company about how it treats patient information. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. It used to be that the only advertising you'd see at the doctor's office was maybe a pamphlet on the table in the waiting room or an educational poster on the wall with a little logo in the corner. But today, those ads are more likely to be playing on a television screen in the waiting room, or they're popping up as part of the doctor's check-in process. And some of these ads might be targeted. Let's say you log into the Wi-Fi network at your cardiologist's office. You might get an ad for a cholesterol medication. As more areas of healthcare go digital, from online patient portals to telehealth visits, that's opened new frontiers of targeted advertising. Take, for example, some online check-in apps that have replaced those clipboards with a stack of intake forms. There are still some clipboards out there, but they're becoming few and far between, and, and we aim to get rid of all of them. 
David Lenetsky is a senior vice president at Freesia, which is a company that makes check-in software. This is the software that Rebecca's primary care physician uses. And Freesia says that in 2022, it was used in more than 10% of all doctors' visits in the U.S. And Freesia makes most of its money from charging doctors' offices for its software, but it gets almost a third of its revenue from selling ads. David's job is to oversee relationships with the pharmaceutical companies and other groups that want to advertise through Freesia's platform. Some other patient check-in apps don't come with advertising, but David sees the ads as a benefit. He says they help patients make better choices about their health. We recently ran a campaign educating at-risk patients about lung cancer screening. So that's patients that are 50 to 80 years old and have a history of heavy smoking. After we completed that campaign, we were able to show that patients that had been exposed to it were three times more likely to undergo lung cancer screening. You heard David say that they targeted patients between 50 and 80 years old with a history of smoking. And this is information that people provide when they complete their check-in forms. We're looking at the information both that you've maybe just provided, but also, with your permission, information that is on file for you from past visits to that doctor or that's on file in the, in the doctor's systems. And here is how Freesia gets that permission. During or right after the check-in process, there's a form that asks whether the patient consents to share their data for the purpose of showing personalized health content. In other words, targeted ads. The person can either accept or decline, and that decision is valid for one year. This consent form is required under HIPAA, which is the federal law that governs the use of patient health information. HIPAA applies to both healthcare providers and what's called business associates. These are companies that provide a service for a healthcare provider. That service could be scheduling, billing, or, in the case of Freesia, checking in patients. Under HIPAA, these business associates have to get consent from patients to use their data for marketing purposes. We say optional and big, bold letters at the top of the screen to make sure that people know that it's an optional consent form. So this is an optional form, and the benefit is that you get the relevant content. David also says that Freesia has tweaked the form in response to user feedback and to make its system easier to understand. Somebody really asked us, you know, if it's optional, why don't you put optional in large letters at the top of the screen? And we actually thought that was a really good idea. So we did do that. And so at the top, did it used to say nothing or did it say like required before you put the optional up there? I think it said, please review the Freesia authorization below or, or something to that effect. After double-checking, a spokesperson from Freesia told us that an earlier version of the consent form did say required at the top. It now says optional. But that's not enough for Alex Rosenblatt. She's another patient whose doctor used Freesia. Alex says the process is misleading. She pursued and later withdrew legal action against Freesia. So the problem with filling everything out digitally is you don't necessarily have a paper copy of what you're agreeing to or what you're signing. Alex points out that when patients are handed a digital tablet with a bunch of forms to fill out, their natural inclination is to accept and sign every form. And so when the consent form appears, it looks like part of the check-in process that is required for seeing the doctor. What the tablets are doing is putting themselves in proximity to your doctor. And by that proximity, they're sort of siphoning trust. They're kind of implying that, you, your doctor wants you to sign this. Why else would it be there? 
David at Freesia says the company takes privacy seriously. He says the company isn't building profiles of patients across the different doctors they visit. There are also certain categories of health data that Freesia never uses for targeting ads. We never use anything to do with history of abortion. We never use anything to do with um, child abuse or neglect, um, domestic violence. And we we won't use anything to do with psychotherapy notes. Government regulators are scrutinizing how healthcare companies treat sensitive patient data. Lee Kim is a lawyer who serves as a health privacy expert for a nonprofit called the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society. She says regulators are especially interested in the use of tracking technology, which captures how people interact with other websites. In July of 2023, two agencies sent a joint letter to over 100 hospitals, telehealth providers, and other healthcare groups. This was a letter that essentially said, hey, we wanted to let you know that this online tracking that you may be doing, you may want to take a look at it and ensure that it is being done consistent with the HIPAA privacy rule. And in terms of that, the thing to keep in mind is that marketing under HIPAA does require explicit written patient authorization. Of course, just because a company is technically HIPAA compliant doesn't mean that patients understand exactly what their options are, or that they welcome personalized advertising in a place as sensitive as a doctor's office. Do we want a company that uses targeted ads knowing that we checked a box saying we have anxiety or irritable bowel syndrome or use recreational drugs? For her part, Rebecca, the patient from the beginning of the episode, says her family's experience has made her consider switching practices. I know that I could approach the practice and say, I don't want to do this. Find me another way to check in. I also know that primary care physicians are booked solid and it's 15-minute appointment slots. And, you know, they're doing everything they can to get patients in and seen on time. And it's not not an easy job. Um, So the question to me is not what accommodations can this practice make for me specifically, but is this the right practice for me? This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Maggie Luthar. It was fact-checked by Sarah Juarez and edited by Kiki Cannon. The Indicator is a production of NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR comes from ADP. Say you're in HR and a solar flare adds an extra hour to each day. How would this impact business? ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to help your business take on the next anything. ADP. Always designing for people.